You're listening to the Sonic Guild Colorado podcast. I'm your host, L.M. Fisher, creator, producer, and musician. It was such a joy talking with our guest, Kayla Marquis. Her holistic and deeply personal approach to creating is absolute magic and lends itself to the creation of unique, honest music in the Colorado scene. We connected about her evolution as an artist and human being, the joy and struggles of puzzle solving to reach new levels of inspiration, and how to stay grounded in an age where social media and branding who you are becomes an obstacle to the experience of the journey. Each episode, we visit the homes and creative spaces of our local musicians. And Kayla's was exactly what I expected after listening to her music, a centering, stylishly cozy vibe with just a little bit of fairy tale mixed in. This is Kayla Marquis on the Sonic Guild Colorado podcast. Some fun? <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be. What are you drinking right now? I am drinking a dram adaptogenic sparkling water. The flavor is ginger grass. Oh, yum. Yes, so good. These are my favorite. I don't um I don't drink alcohol mm. and you know it's kind of difficult in this industry. And so I still want to like participate in yeah. a way and and not just drink water. Totally. It's nice to have a fun drink. Yes. And, you know, be able to cheers and toast. And so, um, yeah, Dram keeps me in the party. Oh, delicious. Hello, you are tuning in to the Sonic Guild Colorado podcast. I am here today with Kayla Marquis. Hey, hello. Hi. How are you? How's life? Life is weird, uh, but I am alive. (laughs) I've got that going for me. It's a good start. Very excited to talk with you today. Likewise. I'm nervous. It's been a long time. Well, let's dig into what's going on in your musical life. Let's start first, though. Take us through a history of your musical journey. A history. So I guess I could start with saying that I never really thought I would be an artist or that this was like a career path for me. I grew up as an athlete, I played sports up until I was 18 and when I went to college. And I I was at CSU studying psychology and I was just really unhappy. It was not vibing mm. with me. And I ended up, there was a food drive talent show. And I went to that with some friends and ended up singing something acapella, just super random. And um I just had this like moment of like, wait, (laughs) that's what I want to be doing. So I dropped out of school, which was not popular. It's not an easy decision. (laughs) It's not. Our society. My family was not happy with me. And I I went through a period of even just like depression after that because, you know, I didn't really feel supported. And I also had no clue what I was going to do. You know, it was like, what are you, you've never written a song in your life. What are you talking about? Like you're dropping out of school. Like, what is this? Um, yeah. And so I, I just started writing. I grew up with a baby grand piano in my mom's house. So when I dropped out of school, I moved in back in with her and started writing songs on that. Started gigging at, you know, little dive bars, little hole in the walls um, with exes on my hand. Cause I was not of age to even be in there and I guess the the rest is history. I just kept doing that until 
I found people that wanted to make music with me, and, and now I'm here. And are you still writing on the piano? Do you have any other instruments that you've added in since then? Um, I, I added in guitar, I think. Wow, Ooh, it might be like six years now that I've been playing guitar. I'm still trash. Like, <laughs> I'm, every guitar player I've ever met no, says that. I'm not a guitarist. <laughs> like, I am not a guitar player. The piano and the guitar are definitely just tools for me. I I used to have to play them on stage and like perform with them because you know I was new or whatever and didn't really know people, other musicians. But now I'm like I have a whole band and um, in Manuel Alexander, who's like my regular guitarist and my musical director. So I do not touch instruments on stage anymore. That must be nice. Yeah. Focus on the singing. Yes. It's you know it's really hard to sing and play an instrument. Contrary to what people may say, I, it's, I find it difficult. I think I absolutely agree. I do the same thing and I, I play bass and sing and it's even still I'm figuring out the way to juggle it and oh, yeah. it's so hard to focus and do one thing right. And yeah. so I'm always enamored by oh, people who can... Oh, that would be such a mind to play bass and sing. It's like, crazy. That's yeah. like two different... Totally different parts of yeah. the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I couldn't do it. How did you come to meet other people in the scene? Live experience. And, you know, you meet the other artists on the bill or at the talent show or whatever it is that you're playing and you just kind of start to network. And so started to, like, develop this, like, little collective of folks. And honestly, then I kind of merged into a different scene the acting scene. Mm. I was connected with the Black Actors Guild and I did a lot of performance there and connected with different artists. And I also grew up going to dance studios a lot because my sister is a dancer. And so I just kind of saw a different avenues that I could take in meeting different people. And it was very organic, I guess, long story short. How do you think being involved with different mediums of creators has influenced your music? Oh, I think that's my biggest influence. No, no shade to musicians, <laughs> obviously, um, but I love being around. Dancers are my favorite, and I get a lot of new music from them and like going to dance class, and I see them as athletes and musicians. That's what I think dancers are. I think they're musicians and athletes. And it's just like this phenomenon for me to watch someone express something so fluidly with their body. So I, I love being in that space in the uh, dance environment, dance studios, dance shows, and probably like painters. Yeah, I, I feel words are my thing. So anytime I get to be around individuals that can express themselves in a more abstract way like I feel like it's harder I can't even draw you know it's like a stick figure. it's terrible yeah so I feel like those those bring new perspectives to me they kind of expand my my vision a bit do you think that being connected with those creators has helped you make your music videos you have oh, yeah. incredible music videos for uh, copyrights and mercy talk to me a little bit about how the concepts came up and what the process was like making those. Thank you for saying that. Those are, I'm very proud of those pieces of work, even though 
I, you know, I didn't make it myself because I can't draw, but being able to collaborate with other creative people. I'm a very visual person. I'm a visual learner. I'm very connected to my senses. Visuals and, and smells are probably the strongest things for me. So I think, honestly, I'm a musician who wishes they were a dancer and filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of put it all together. I kind of make music so I can make short films, aka music videos. And I... I grew up, at the first movie I ever saw was Fantasia, four years old. And then, you know, like Alice in Wonderland made my sister watch that with me every single day when I was five. So I want, I think that's just like embedded in creating these like whimsical, magical, kind of, you know, sparkly dark things. And being able to like use my music as a soundtrack for the visuals is just, it's just something that makes me happy. What was the first music video that you ever did? The first music video I ever did, it's funny because I just looked at my YouTube yesterday to kind of like clean it up. And it was for a song off my debut album called Body Talks Electric. And yeah, it was the first music video I ever did. We shot it in like five hours, but it turned out really well. And I'm still very proud of that piece of work as like an entry point into the videos. I just, I can't wait to make more. It's like all I want to do. It is fun combining so many aspects of creating. And I mean, anybody listening, really go check out the videos. They're beautiful. And the music, I think, sparkly, dark, <laughs> whimsical, those are exactly the right words. Yeah. There's something that is really visually arresting. Let's dig into your right brain, left brain record concept. Mm. What was the thinking behind the process and what was the writing the project like? Um, well, I think this was, I tend to make concept albums, kind of. And this was my way of combining my love of psychology since I dropped out of school because it's still, you know, an interest of mine. I'm very curious about the workings of the mind and, and that machine. And also I was in a place just of going through a lot, you know, losing a lot of friends. My dad passed away, just a lot of loss and grief. And so that album was my therapy. It was a way for me to explore the duality of life, you know, this light and this dark. And yeah, it's a, it's, I feel like it's a little heavy, but it also, right brain kind of, you know, it's that balance. It was really just self-exploration. It's a very different kind of project. You have to be like in wanting to be introspective to listen to that. What was it like releasing those through the pandemic? Um, well, I, at first I thought it was going to be terrible <laughs> because I was like, I can't tour these. I can't, I don't get to play live. But the experience of releasing them during lockdown just gave me so much rest and the ability to like return to myself and, and not feel all of this pressure you know, I I think after my first album and gaining some traction and credibility here, I got in this space of like, oh no, I'm a songwriter now. Like I have to live up to this thing that I've created. And so being able to just like release it from behind the screen at home with my friends and family and just like feeling good. I'm, I'm really thankful for that. I think it helped keep me grounded and healthy. Yeah, so many artists have that second album kind of wall that you face of like, mm -hmm. especially finding success with the first one. It's so much pressure to deliver something yeah. else. That's incredible that 
it gave you an opportunity to do that. Yes, I'm, I'm really thankful. Because <laughs> I know this sophomore album I've heard or have seen, like, you know, people are like, it's a flop. Yeah. Which you, it very well could be compared to my first one, but it's very authentic and I needed it. So like, it's not a flop if you feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. What's the hardest part of live performance and what's the most rewarding? Mm, the hardest part. I would probably say um, nerves. I get very nervous before like anything. I'm just a nervous creature in general. So that, I, I mean, I'll like wake up on a show day and have the exact same, like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and now I'm aware of my process and I know that that's just like anxiety and it's it's not true. So it's a lot for me to, to work through those anxious feelings and stage fright. And then once, you know, I'm three seconds in to the song, I'm home again. So that's the best part of the whole the whole thing for me is getting to I don't I don't actually like the word perform or entertainment I don't I just like don't really subscribe to that language for me it's it's more of like a ceremony or a ritual I don't feel like I'm doing a performance of myself or of you know the, these songs these things that are coming for me I'm just being those things and I get to exchange energy with the people that are there and they get to send energy to me, you know? For me, that's like the best part of being alive in general. Beautiful. Another <laughs> way to look at your art. Yeah, it's, it, um, it saves me. Yeah, especially in a world that's so driven on, you know, what's your brand and your brand is who you are and being able to create some magic with that still and it's huge. It's really easy to get lost in, in that thing. I, I definitely was lost in that space of, you know, just kind of losing myself in, in, the branding of things and forgetting that like, I am the art, I am the process. And that's the work. That's, it's not the album or the product that's, uh, that is the thing. You know, it's the whole process, the, it's the way that I'm existing. And so coming back to that has been very rewarding and I'm thankful for this like return and new insight because the industry is brutal. The world is. Yeah, and being an artist in it is, a very difficult path to uh, yeah. follow. Yes. Especially <laughs> because art is authentic. I mean, like you say, it's it's who you are. And so trying to make a, a life with that, what are some ways that you keep yourself grounded through the process? I've learned that I have to as a requirement for me to have some kind of wellness practice every day, whether that's affirmations, breath work, yoga, meditation, even something as simple as intentionally drinking water. I think just bringing myself into awareness and, you know, stepping into presence as much as I can is what is keeping me grounded. And the the deeper I go into my own psyche and my own imagination and the, the more I mature and evolve, the more I have to ground myself in these practices. I, I feel like I spend most of my day just trying to get centered and in, in my body. What is the process like for you songwriting from the concept of the song to getting in and recording it? How, how do you see the songs evolve? What influences you through that process? So my process has changed. I'm, I'm someone who has to change all the time. I think it's just like my nature. So right now, my process is very different than it used to be for several reasons. 
I think I, my awareness has, is just expanding, so that has played a part. I'm also, um, you know, alcohol-free, which has played a part because a lot of my older stuff, even most of brain chemistry, was written, you know, with the whiskey bottle. Mm. So now it's really pulling from a different place or, you know, opening these different portals in myself that I didn't even know existed and, and kind of like giving birth to them. But since I am kind of in a new, I've been in a deep transformational space internally. And so I'm seeing that my process, I'm not very clear on what things are trying to come through right now. And so it's a little bit of a puzzle. I can say that my I'm more focused now on the melody, the vocal melody. I used to just write the, the chords, the lyrics and the melody like all at once, just kind of like freestyle it out or, or whatever. And now I'm, I'm kind of, I've broken them down into like, I, I'm writing the chord progression first and then I'm choosing like the melody and then finding lyrics that want to flow into that melody. So I'm, I'm just taking a different approach and it really does feel like putting a puzzle together. Throughout the day, I'll get, you know, I might just hear one word like, oh, it's fairy dust, so I have to write it down. And then I have these papers with all these different words and phrases on them, and I'm like putting it together, and it helps me understand where I am in life. I might be totally mistaken here, but I think David Bowie actually did a lot of that. Really? He wrote words and would have cards and just lay things out and oh, yeah. see how they connect. And it really, I think, music is is a puzzle yeah and part of the fun is figuring out how you fit it together into yeah. something that feels like you're telling a story i am leaning more into like the what's fun mean to me because i sometimes i'm just too serious and i think my past projects were very kind of you know heavy content and now i i think i've healed a lot of some old wounds and I don't have those places to write from anymore and so I'm I'm having to like explore other places within myself like oh well where can this come from now and now it's like a, a discovery zone what a great place to be in yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes I just I'm like what the fuck is happening what is going on describe your current musical style in three words sparkly dark <laughs> and what are you working on now? What's kind of the, what's coming next for you? So I I have been working on a, a new project. I haven't like disclosed any information about it, but I guess I can now, maybe. We're not really like very close to being done. Maybe like 60, 70, I don't know. I don't know where we're at. But the project is, is called Midheaven. And Midheaven is a place on astrological charts. And it's in the 10th house. For me, it's in Scorpio. And so this just kind of came to me randomly one day, but it midheaven, the like translation for that is middle of the sky. And so I just, I feel like that's where I'm at. I'm not really on the ground. I'm not really like on the moon. I'm just kind of floating in this space right now, um, exploring things. And so this project is a, a lot more fantasy and um, beauty and decadence and um, pleasure. I love that. Coming out of the pandemic, I think that's a focus for a lot of people, right? We yeah. have that kind of shift of what's important and what feels good right. and what is meaningful. And mm -hmm. 
I can't wait to hear that and experience that. Well, I'm playing, I've been playing some of those songs and I will be playing some of them tomorrow at the launch party for members. So yeah, you'll, you'll hear some of them. I am really excited for the actual production, like the, the project. I love that part. It's fun for me, for um, people to see like how the song started, it's bare bones and just like on guitar or piano. Yes, I. it's fun for me to be able to offer different experiences. I like to have the intimate space where you get to see like where the song was birthed and, and the bare bones of it. And the studio, when I get to go in and, and co-create with my producer and bring this thing to life, like how I really want it to be, it's it's a whole different experience. And I love that people get to see both sides of it. Let's talk a little bit about your musical group, the Grand Alliance. Yeah. What are some differences between your solo work and having music partners to collaborate with? That project just came so easy. Carl, Khalil, and I have known each other for a long time. Khalil is like my brother. And so it was, it just didn't feel like work. It, and the music, the content is also very different than what I make on my own. It was just a lot more fun, if, if I'm being honest. It's not like me up at five o'clock in the morning, like trying to, you know, cry out my feelings on a piece of paper or to the piano, um, this was like, we would get together and just like fuck around and have fun. And like, wow, we all of a sudden have a whole finished song in two hours. It's just a party. What a joy yeah. to experience. Very thankful for that group, but it has really like opened me up. Can we go back just for a second to the design process for the animation? Mm. Who were you working with to do that? I suppose, based off of you, it looks like you. Mm -hmm. Where did that idea come from and how long did it take from start to finish? Oh, um, so copyrights was the first animation I did, I think, in that. I released that in 2019. Um, I just, I knew I wanted to have animation and, you know, I just kind of asked my network, who knows someone that does this literally worked with the first person that I was sent to, never met him actually. We only talked via email and like DMs. No way. Yeah, um, but so I sent him the song, told him my idea and like what I, what I wanted it to look like. I sent him some references like, you know, Fantasia and stuff like that. Like, this is what I grew up on. This is kind of this like magical thing I wanna see in here and he just, he just did it. He did it exactly what I wanted. Still haven't met the kid. His name is Davey and he, um, his company is called Imperious. Yeah, he's, he's dope. I love his work. And um, I, that, that whole process took seven months, I think. Yeah. Labor of love. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. What does, in your opinion, as a Coloradoan, the Colorado scene need more of? <laughs> You know, I would like there to be more industry here. I think Colorado, Denver is so full of talent and so full of live music, which I love, but there isn't really, you know, a lot of industry. And by that, I mean, there's not a lot of like management companies or management companies that are willing to actually listen to the, the local people here and, you know, work with them. Yeah, it would be nice to just have more. And I think that's happening. There are more like networking events and conferences and things that are, are here and coming here starting this year. So 
I think just building up that network of industry, you know, because it's never, we're not going to have the same kind of thing as where artists can really thrive, like in LA or in New York, unless we have some more industry happening here. Speaking of artist support, how did you get involved with Sonic Guild Colorado? Mm -hmm. And how has that helped your career here in the scene? It was a, actually a really big surprise. I had never heard of when it was formerly known as Black Fret at the time. and got introduced to Sonic Guild through being on Bodies of Culture, which is a board at um, Levitt Pavilion that I serve on. Um, and then I found out that I had been nominated for a grant. <laughs> and so I was like, what? I had no idea what was happening. So, you know, I, I did a little research, got invited to play the showcase. And I'm just really thankful that Sonic Guild has chosen to expand here because I think also artists, we really we really need the support. I think financially, Denver is a very expensive place to live. And just to have a network of people that actually care about musicians and, and artists and creatives, um, it's really important to have that community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And did you win the grant? I got, yeah. So I was like one of 10 of the grantees of this or last year of 2022. So I did get a grant. And when I was on tour, I connected with um, Sonic Guild Seattle and, and played a show out there. And so that was nice. I, I like this little web that Sonic Guild is building. Also love the name change. It sounds like a comic book or something. <laughs> like a superhero. Yes. Helping local artists. Yes. <laughs> Any advice to artists just starting out? Yeah, just like make the shit you want to make. Don't try to fit into the the box or the mainstream or just make the shit that you feel you want to make and not trying to emulate or um, or sound like something that's working right now. That's That would be my advice. Just be you because we need you. We don't need you to be someone else. <laughs> Great advice. I love that as the struggle for the Instagram viral sensation Ugh. creates this feedback loop of yes the same song over and over it's more important than ever i think to have new music that's creative and mm -hmm. that's honest and Authentic. experimental yeah. and deep yes yes depth music or like yours <laughs> or not yeah or fun yes. or <laughs> whatever is true for you make that shit well thank you so much for being here with us today we really had such a fun time talking to you and can't wait to hear your new music coming up. Congratulations Thank and you. best of luck with that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What an incredible conversation. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Sonic Guild Colorado podcast. Personally, I can't wait for new music from Kayla Marquis and to see where this inspiring creative soul goes in 2023. Check out the links in our show notes so that you can follow Kayla Marquis and Sonic Guild Colorado for updates and events in your local music scene. Sonic Guild Colorado is a social and connected community of music fans dedicated to good music, good times, and the sustainable success of local musicians. Become a member of Sonic Guild Colorado to help support local musicians in your music center.